Welcome to this online act of worship at St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're joining us. Do please leave a comment or a like. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. The seed that was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it and bears fruit in abundance. Be seated. 
It is a great delight to welcome you to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the sixth Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you are listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the glory. Gloria in excelsis Deo.
Merciful God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as pass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and return not thither but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy, and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the brier shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign, which shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter to the Romans. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although your bodies are dead because of sin, your spirits are alive because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also, through his Spirit, which dwells in you. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat there, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they had not much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell upon thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. That is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, that is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches choke the word, and it proves unfaithful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is he who hears the word and understands it, he indeed bears fruit, and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. About a week ago, I did something that felt so unusual that I was moved to remark upon it to my elder daughter. What was this unfamiliar experience? Basically, I went into a shop, an ordinary shop that wasn't a supermarket, and I bought something, just like in the olden days. I had quite forgotten what normal shopping felt like. Isn't it extraordinary how, without us even realising it, those weeks of lockdown have changed so many of our conventional patterns of behaviour, including things that, pre-pandemic, we took so much for granted that we didn't even notice. I've also become aware of how my spending habits have changed over the past four months. Unlike many, I was fortunate enough to have had both a regular income 
and internet access throughout the lockdown. And yet, throughout that time, I spent very little on anything other than food and household essentials. I ordered a couple of books and one or two birthday presents online, plus some necessary computer equipment, the failed delivery of which was the subject of a previous sermon, but nothing else. And if I'm honest, at no point did I feel I was missing out. But something else was happening too. I rediscovered items of clothing at the back of my wardrobe that I had completely forgotten were there. When one of my sandals broke, I repaired it, and it's still going strong. Pre-lockdown, I would simply have chucked those sandals and bought new ones without giving it a second thought. It really was chastening to discover quite how wasteful I had become pre-lockdown in my attitude towards my possessions. The relationship that we have with our wealth and our belongings is complex. Money in itself is not inherently bad. On the contrary, properly used, it can be an amazing force for good. Money can make things happen. It can provide opportunity and quality of life to those who otherwise would be deprived of both of those things. The right kind of investment can bring hope into situations of despair. It can revive broken communities. These days, money is something that we simply cannot live without. But money is also very powerful and very seductive. And once we have it, particularly when we find that we have more than we actually need, it can have an alarmingly corrosive effect upon our assumptions, our priorities, and even our relationships without us even realizing it. Above all, it can completely distort our sense of normal and not usually for the better. I was born into a family home that, at the time, had no refrigerator, no telephone, no television, no central heating, and certainly no car. But we never regarded ourselves as poor or disadvantaged, because in the neighborhood where we lived, that was normal for most other people too. But during my lifetime, I have seen my own sense of the things that are essential change out of all recognition. There have been some major cultural shifts too. For example, in our attitudes to debt. When I was growing up, debt was a thing to be feared and a profound source of shame. But somewhere along the line, the language of debt turned into the language of credit and in the process, debt not only became socially acceptable, but turned into a global business, such that so many of us these days end up spending money we don't have on things we don't want to impress people we don't like, 
as the saying goes. However you define it, quality of life certainly doesn't look like that. And current statistics revealing unprecedented levels of mental health problems, eating disorders, patterns of self-harm, substance abuse, and even suicide among our young people are truly frightening, particularly when they affect those who, in purely material terms, have everything that they could possibly want or need. Something has gone badly wrong somewhere. Wealth and affluence can have a profoundly pernicious effect if we don't watch it. They can change who and what we are, and not always for the better. In our Gospel reading this morning, we heard one of the most famous and well-loved stories told by Jesus, the parable of the sower. Although, if you think about it, the story is not really about the sower at all, nor indeed about the seed that he casts. Rather, it is about different kinds of soil. And, as we learn from the parable, the soil represents our own receptiveness to the seed that is the word of God. Let's reflect further on that image for a moment, because it seems to me that our wealth and material circumstances can have a very significant impact upon the kind of soil that we become. Far from being liberating and bringing peace of mind, having more wealth than we need can render us anxious and inward-looking. All too easily we begin to fear the loss of what we have or to covet more. In the process, the outer edge of our souls can become hard and impervious. When soil is like that, seeds cannot break the surface to take root, and life-giving water runs off it, unable to permeate to the depths to bring refreshment and nurture new life. Indeed, for soil to be able to receive seeds and nutrients readily, it needs to be broken. Then, what is planted can take root and flourish, and in time, grow into things of beauty and sustenance for others to enjoy. And so it is with human life. Our ability to receive and to give back can sometimes be very closely related. If you want to know the true nature of generosity, don't look first to the wealthy. Rather, look to the poor, to those who have little but who have learnt the vital importance of sharing what little they have. Look to those who have known their own brokenness and need. In saying this, I am emphatically not romanticising poverty in any way, but simply recording a truth I have observed in some starkly different social contexts. I have seen a generosity in the most unexpected of places 
that has certainly put me to shame. And allied to all of this is our ability to recognise with thankful hearts what it is that we have and never to take it for granted. A couple of nights ago, I watched the repeat of a documentary about the actor, author and playwright Alan Bennett. In it, he described how, as a young man, he had been very religious, but had lost his faith as he grew up. And he then said that the one thing that he really missed about not being religious anymore was not having someone or something to be thankful to, feeling a need to be grateful without being able to express that. It brought into my mind the remark of the 14th century German theologian and mystic Meister Eckhart, who said, if the only prayer you ever say in your life is thank you, that is enough. The problem with a society driven by materialism and the quest for wealth is that it can generate a sense of entitlement rather than one of gratitude. And that too causes the soil that constitute our lives to harden around us. Lockdown has caused many people to review their priorities and reevaluate their lives. I'm sure that is one of the reasons why online acts of worship, such as the ones that we have been able to provide, have taken off in such a big and unexpected way. Some are starting to glimpse their own profound sense of need in a society that has promised so much in material terms, yet leaves its people spiritually starving. And that is particularly the case with economic hardship now in view. And perhaps it is timely for all of us to review what kind of soil we are. Have we become hardened by fear and avarice envy and self-centeredness? Or has our topsoil been broken open so that we can both give and receive? So that we can give thanks for what we have with truly grateful hearts and share what we have with others, liberated from the need to hoard it or to squander it ourselves. Today is the Sunday in the year when we invite everyone at St Bride's to reflect on the theme of stewardship, to review what we have and to consider how we might use the gifts that God has given us, including our material wealth, for the benefit of others. Our role as a church community has never been more important in our service to this parish and community, and also through our ministry to journalists. And at the same time, our need for financial support has never been greater. 
If you would like to review your giving to us or consider planned giving yourself, see the note at the end of your order of service. But stewardship is not simply about money. It also helps to define what kind of soil we are and indeed could become. So I would like to leave the last word to the poet Malcolm Geit and the words of a poem that I first heard read in this very church by the poet himself. I love your simple story of the sower with all its close attention to the soil, its movement from the knowledge to the knower, its take on the tenacity of toil. I feel the fall of seed a sower scatters, so equally available to all. Your story takes me straight to all that matters. You understand the reasons why I fall. Oh, deepen me where I am thin and shallow. Uproot in me the thistle and the thorn. Keep far from me that swiftly snatching shadow that seizes on your seed to mock and scorn. Oh, break me open, Jesus, set me free. Then find and keep your own good ground in me. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God, we come before you this morning with humble hearts, 
recognising that you are the ultimate sower of all good things. We pray for the seeds of your word to be sown in our lives, the lives of all who follow you, and those who are yet to know you, that they may find fertile ground and grow abundantly. Heavenly Father, we pray for your church around the world, remembering especially this morning your church in Canada and its leader Linda Nichols. For Alison, our rector, Jeff and Steve, our associate priests, and Paula Hollingsworth, chaplain of St Paul's Cathedral, who leads us this morning. We pray that you will strengthen and unite us in faith and love. Grant wisdom and discernment to all your leaders as they shepherd your flock, that your church may be a beacon of hope, proclaiming your gospel with boldness and compassion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, we pray this morning for all who sow seeds of goodness and love in their communities. Bless the teachers, volunteers, caregivers and those who extend a helping hand to those in need. Grant them the strength and compassion and resources to continue their work. Fill them with your Holy Spirit that they may effectively communicate your truth and inspire hearts to follow you. Grant them wisdom, faith and clarity as they share your message and sow seeds of faith in others, and may their acts of kindness bear abundant fruit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Prince of Peace, we pray for justice and peace to prevail in our world. Inspire leaders, policy makers, and all people of influence to work towards equality, harmony, and reconciliation. Strengthen those who strive for social justice and empower us to be agents of change in our community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Spirit, we pray for those who are searching for meaning and truth, for all journalists that strive to shine a light on injustice and to share the truth with all. May they open their hearts and minds to receive your word. Guide them to find answers and encounter your love, that they may be bold, courageous and empathetic in their reporting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate Lord, we lift up all who are suffering, physically, emotionally or spiritually. Bring healing to the sick, comfort to the grieving and strength to the weary. Grant them hope and assurance of your presence in their darkest moments. Surround them with your love and the support of caring individuals. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, let us take a moment in silence to remember all those known to us who need your support and love. Gracious God, we ask for your grace to transform our own lives. Help us to cultivate hearts that are receptive to your word. Remove the distractions and hindrances that prevent spiritual growth. Fill us with humility, faith and a hunger for righteousness. And that inspired by the parable of the sower, this might be a time of renewal, growth and deepening of our relationship with you. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.
Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this bread to offer, 
which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, We proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. 
we do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
Let us pray. God of our pilgrimage, you have led us to the living water. Refresh and sustain us as we go forward on our journey. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.